Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. Definitely not Steve Ditko. One literally flank Frank Miller. Flank Miller. <laughs> One fortnightly discussion of comics and their culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorvin, literature geek and writer. Stop corpsing. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight. Professional artist and illustration nerd. Forgot my line. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. From your own for news review, slightly antagonistic banter, much, much more. We are falling apart. This is episode 297. Line. <laughs> Don't ever join an improv group. Jesus Christ. I kind of do want to take improv, but I don't know that I need to learn to be more random. It's a useful skill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially if you're doing stuff like this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Hi. If you want to learn how to be a goofy white guy. I mean, I, yeah. (laughs) First day at class. All right, how many of you bald white guys have a podcast? Every hand goes up. Hmm. Well, hmm. Hmm. Uh, we will be discussing, on an unrelated topic, we'll be discussing Rorschach by Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Uh, the 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 12 issue maxi series, the Tom King special, as I like to call it. Giving him the old Tom King special. Well, yep. Give him a 12 series, intricately plotted and written maxi series about a niche character. That's the Tom King special. Mm-hmm. The other Tom King special is writing 75 issues of a very, the most famous superhero alive and then getting kicked off the book. Yep. For being a cuck. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't know if that's why, uh, but that'll be later on. Rorschach. <laughs> By you got a yes and Robbie, uh, come on. I already said I didn't I haven't taken the improv classes. Uh we have you haven't learned yes and is not in my vocabulary, sir. I just I just say no and shut you down forever. <laughs> yeah, that is your that is what you do. I'm good at it. To learn no, you've <laughs> not stopped me yet. <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. Uh we can what's what are we doing? We're both punch punch drunk, I think. We're both loopy. Uh, we have comic books to talk about. We can move on to our first segment. We can start the show with floppies for Nightly. Line. Line. Floppies for Nightly is part of show Eric and I. We have a selection of the past couple weeks books today to buy or do not buy them. There is a much meter gross one to five for feeling mushy about our decision on a book. Uh, our first comic of the week is Aquaman, The Becoming, number one, uh, script by Brandon Thomas, pencils Diego or or Lutegui. inks uh, Wade Von Graw Badger. Like, every time I see that name, I just that can't be Graw Badger. Mm. Wade Von Graw Badger. Colors Adriana Lucas. Letters and world design. Robbie, did you know that Leo Rush fell in love with Little Nas X, and they had a son, and he became Aquaman. I mean, if you're trying to like dissuade me from liking that like that's a no good... it kind of makes me like this book more yeah that's like if that was the pitch i'd be like yeah actually that sounds real good 
None of that's in here, though. I know that's the problem. This is this is a this is a, well, it's just a very perfectly average book mm-hmm. um, where nothing happens, and they're like the whole the whole premise of the book is there was a man. It's... He had he 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 had some dreadlocks, wore orange. Uh, Taz got mad at him. Taz is not in this. <laughs> everything's wrestling um i it's this is fine it is fine it is fine it's i have i have i have thoughts about it though oh what are those what are your thoughts i don't know why this got my old man rankle in a dander here. oh no okay good Uh, i like the good old old uh, man rants this 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 in our this in our next book i have feelings about them okay good i like Um, that This is going to start off maybe sounding bad, but walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, I think we have turned a corner on representation. Uh, There was a time when it was people like people putting people of color in the front of things because they could tell good stories and these people deserve to be seen. And we are firmly in an era of corporate. I think it's only pandering when it's corporate, but like, let's say capitalistic uh, inclusion. And it just, it just looks, it just always feels and looks like a commercial to me. Um, And I can't not get a whiff of this looking at this. Um, I will say one thing, this and the next book, both written by black men, which is good. That's that's positivity. That actually is uh, like a good thing to change to make uh, writers rooms and writer credits um, less all white dudes, you know, as much as 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 much as I as a as a, a, a white creative person a white creative man uh, wants opportunities for myself and for my close friends. Um, I, I do think we need a plurality of stories, but to get generic nothing without a point of view, that's just that corporate inclusion to be like, well, black people will like it or white liberals will like it that like seeing young millennials and zoomers and people of color in things. Uh, yeah. So that makes sense. Do you have any rebuttal to that? Rebuttal? I was going to say that th- this is, I, it, this, this book can be two things. I think it, we are, mm-hmm. you know, there is a, uh, things are allowed to be, have nuance. I would yes. say this book is, two- I, I agree. This is not, it's not one. It's not column A or column B. It's I would say many, many I would things say, at once. I would say this book it, it is a lot. There is can be nuance, and this book is two things. It is, mm-hmm. it is good that there is room for. I, I would I would describe as a fine, a a, yes. a like a ge- almost generic superhero yes. book with a black yeah. main character. Yes. I can also think that this book is just fine, uh, and I don't really want to read it. Um, but that's not bad. It's just I think this is fine. I think for a lot, and I think 
there i think it's something i i've noticed frankly with a lot of uh uh female wrestling fans uh that you know for a long time their female wrestling fans were invisible uh yes now there's way more of them because women's wrestling has come to the forefront i think a lot of them only care about they want to when if there are a lot of women on their the, on television seems like they care more and when there are less women yeah. on television they care less and i feel like yes. it's a lot of times that's a, a, a large audience out there regardless of the genre whatever media you're taking in they are interested when they see themselves on screen when they see themselves yes. on the page yes so i'm glad this exists i don't think mm-hmm. i think it looks very nice i think the art yes. is is very pretty um and I don't think it's bad. Uh, yes. And I think I would. I think that I would. I don't know. I. I. I've, it's not just this comic book either. This week, where I feel like, where is the story? Uh, yeah. Can we get to that? Like where? Like the, it happens literally. The final page is when the story happens, and you're mm. like, you don't. I don't think I need a lot of this. I, maybe I'm just impatient because I think that's that's my old man rant is just like, hey, well, I get to the we, goddamn it's a, story it's a, that it's a, well, it's a thing we say literally every week that everyone just wants the dicking around. Um, they just want to spin their wheels and have it be about nothing. Uh, have a point of view. And that's kind of in an abstract way, kind of what I'm getting at here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, c- come in and say something. Um, and I, and I agree with you. Like there is definitely, um, every, everyone deserves like content. That's just nothing. That's just fluff. You know, mm-hmm. not every content made by, uh, any, any marginalized, a creator from any marginalized group has to be like something that's heavy and like whatever, mm-hmm. but don't, don't 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 make the most vanilla thing ever because it does it just it just feels like a commercial i think i think the phrase that popped into my head was i don't see the people i see the capitalism i see the the we want your money you know yes at at least at least like when when they get uh, w- women and LGBT wrestlers and and black wrestlers like like I get to I get to see like uh, Sasha Banks and I get to see Sonny Kiss and I get to see Anthony Bowens and I get to see like whatever you know mm. like I can appreciate all that stuff um, and it's not like this character was invented for this book he was invented in 2016 where you know, I, I think it, he just feels like such a, he feels like a checkbox list, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it feels like it, it kind of makes sense coming out of 2016 that he would have been put together that way. He's not, I think, as successful as like a Miles Morales, but I don't know. I like this character design, though. I'll, I will say that. No, I, the, the design do, is very I, good. I do, I do like Little Nas X mashed up with Leo Rush. Um, yeah, I think. Do you have any? Do you have any feelings on Little Nas X? I, I like him. I don't know. I don't. I don't I think. Like I, I think too. it's. I, I think I it's not... exact, exactly that. I go. Oh, I like him. He's. he's yeah. He has, there's I, some I, songs I like and some songs I don't like, but that doesn't. Oh, I, I don't fine. really care for his music at all. 
Oh, I like some of them. It's some of it. It feels like it feels like nothing to me. I mean, sometimes I want that when I listen to music. Pop music is just so bland to me. I mean, I listen if I'm listening to a pop album. If I get like two songs in an album, I might go, "Oh, that's pop." I'll listen to that. Again. I'll listen to that song again. I just start it in Spotify, and then I don't listen to the rest of the album. I just listen to the songs. Yeah, it's pop music. It's I think he's kind of awesome, though. No, he's a great person as well. He's very like transgressive and brave and bold, which mm. is really good. He has he has perspective on everything he does. Um, yes, and, and uh, like a strong point of view when and, and, so, and choices I, I think, in his art i think he has perspective and strong point of view in his internet shit posting i mean that's also i incredible. don't know i don't know may, i mean maybe maybe in his lyric writing he's i mean got the music videos those are really yeah smartly those are baller as hell um well that's awesome. our both our thoughts on little nas x and this i think i am a a, a very bland do not buy on this issue oh god this is this 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 comic is watered down mayonnaise. Um, and I think that's the the uh, thing where it's like, oh, this character could be so interesting, but it feels very like white bread, uh, very bland. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit, I don't know where I fall on this on this scale. It just makes me grumpy. I think that's a do not uh, buy, Eric. If we're, if I'm being honest, I think that our our we our discussion yeah. carried the nuance, but it's okay to say do not buy. I think I think that's really where I am, but I really do. I don't know. I, there's a lot of things in this artwork that I like. It's just it's just too corny, too little, too late. It's not for us. So that's fine. Uh, yeah. Double do not buy Aquaman. The becoming number one. Next up is I am Batman. Number one, written by John Ridley, art Olivier Coipel, colors Alex Sinclair, letters Troy Pateri. Uh, I'll, they should. They, it would have been, I think, better if they called this Batman Code Switch. Uh, my my most of my thoughts are like, man, I Koipel sure can draw. He's real good at drawing. Mm, um, it's really handsome. He's I, every time he's I've liked his work forever, and it's always he doesn't phone stuff in. Like he does, he bounces around. Sometimes he doesn't do superhero books. Sometimes he does, but it's never. It doesn't ever feel like he does like, oh, I'm doing Batman now. I don't need to work as hard or it's in a superhero book. I'm not going to. I don't know. It's always really impressive and it looks very pretty. I don't. OK, Eric, you have said uh, many times on this podcast, every every issue is someone's first issue. And this issue is literally a number one. Mm-hmm. I am Batman. Number one. Can you tell me what year this book takes place in? uh 20 x of the xx i i i don't know i don't know when this book is and me i and i'm guessing that if i had read all of the other books that were leading up to this book which apparently there's an i am batman number zero which fuck them no it said that in one of the editors notes like you should it's in i'm like i'm not reading that book you're crazy why would i read number zero uh you can can eat my fucking butthole so i give you five so i can give you five dollars for a prologue um Mm -hmm. just tell your fucking story you ass out but it's like oh batman's been dead for six or seven years and but then they also talk about scarecrow in fear state and you're like well i but i just read a and Batman is in. I'm like, is Future State now? When is Future State? How far away are we? I have no see, idea when all of this see, is happening. 
you see, Robbie, I know what your problem is, and it's that you have hope. <laughs> um, you should have let that little bird fly away a long time ago. Because um, I, I don't mind, like, this is that low-to-the-ground Batman's book. Like, that story, mm-hmm. this is very low-to-the-ground. He's beating up, like, n- like just nor- kind of, like, normal street level criminals and unraveling mm-hmm. mystery low level mysteries with and there's cops it, like it, it feels yeah. like that's a batman story to me it looks beautiful i don't have any context for anything else ha- i don't know what this is gotham it's not the future though like i remember like when is this what is the context is batman is dead but i read that future state book and batman wasn't dead which is it it's the future light it it feels all this is so muddled and unless you've been reading i guess all of these books you shouldn't be reading this because i have no context for anything and they don't explain even a little bit they don't give me ground even a little bit of grounding i don't need everything but i want to know what year this is they say batman's been dead for six or seven years is Batman actually dead, though? Is Bruce Wayne actually dead? Because he wasn't dead the last time I looked at that Future State book. Both the Batmans were going. Is that a different bat? Is that also different than this? <laughs> this is just they, they're going to I mean, they're obviously going to swerve it at the end. We're not going to hear. He's just going to pop up. I mean, it. there's no way Batman's dead. I mean, I this is the. Like, if someone told me Batman's dead, I would sooner expect them to come in from the room next to me and be like, oh, yeah, I have a giant silo of of money, of $100 bills, billions of dollars, and I set it all on fire with napalm, and it is all gone now. Oh, possibly. Also, I guess anarchy is dead. Uh, that That happened off screen off page off panel like okay i mean he wasn't the biggest of villains but he was they were a relatively their known villain and they're just dead again i'm just i i don't know uh just you said you alluded you alluded to this mm -hmm. Uh, some old man ran about this book too eric is this it's a little bit of the same thing and i think it's just mostly now that i've gotten um my capitalistic um you know corporations being like false uh false representation out of the way and everything feeling like a commercial i i don't know i am deeply uncomfortable uh, you know and uh, and i think maybe it's just i think it is kind of it, it maybe it does kind of tie into that because they gave they gave um they gave batman a little bit of african vernacular english cuz i don't think you're supposed to say ebonics anymore even though the american right made that uh, a, a a bad thing to say whatever fuck them um it's just it's just jarring to see it looks just like batman and he's talking in like urban black slang it just it just feels so peculiar to me. It feels phony. He's not really saying much of anything. Like that panel that I sent you earlier today. I'm not going to do a voice for this, even though I'm tempted to. Um, for real, sick tags, but respect other people's property. 
see if you can find someplace else to throw those up. Um, I, this, it really bothers me. You know, it's this feels like this very pro, uh, property owner, pro capitalist, like just icky thing. I mean, fucking people do graffiti because they live in a fucking terrible place and they feel like they can't escape. They have no access to art or anything and they just start doing shit because it feels good and because they have something in them that they have to express like that's what fucking graffiti is it's fucking folk art and it's goddamn beautiful and you don't don't give me this fucking property owners argument you know fucking whatever it just irritates me it's just it 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 just feels weird and fake that this is in there and it just comes off otherwise like generic corporate comic book with this thrown in but let's not let's not be too let's not be too black i honestly i don't know i i would hope John really is a good writer, at least in yeah. this, he's a good, very good screenwriter in particular. Yeah. Um, I would hope that this would that this is purposeful. You know, like he is mm-hmm. he is planning these things to be, you know, to be to to be to grow into story later on. You build this as part of this character, and you can maybe even challenge this in with some other character you could challenge him like who what are you are you you know what do you you you, you know because batman is against this you know this mm-hmm. governmental authority that is against masks in whatever year this takes place in um that looks like modern day um and he's using less bat gadgetry than we do in the present in the got in and dc he's got, a, he's, he's got a medium-sized motorcycle yeah, it's, and it's like it's not quite little, and it's not quite big. It's a little, just just a little medium Goldie, size. It's a Goldilocks zone. Get yourself one it's of the mediums. Um, mm-hmm. I would, you know, you could make that a part of the story later on. Maybe, you know, you you build up this, you build up a, a, a an arc, and then the next arc, the next arc, and maybe eventually you you have a character who comes in and challenges him and says. Who do you represent? Who are you fighting for? Are you fighting for us, the people? Or are you fighting for someone, the upper class? You know, and I think that is a something that was levied against Bruce Wayne a lot. There was lots of characters that challenged that in 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 Batman and in Bruce Wayne in particular. Um, and I don't think it was ever really. I don't know. I, I think most of those attempts fell flat because. I honestly don't think Bruce Wayne or Batman, the character, really built to equip to or equipped to handle those questions. Um, this is why I always liked detective stories with Batman. I feel like they are always work better. And I think that this is kind of that. I am just completely lost with like the in the greater continuity of Batman when there how many Batman books are there, Eric? And I can't I don't know when any of them are happening. Like and theoretically, like, oh, well, this is for people who are reading all the books. I'm like, well, shouldn't you be trying to court people? Isn't that the idea? To get new readers all the time? I'm I'm just going to put this out there. And I was going to say it earlier. Mm-hmm. But you had you had you had words to say. Mm-hmm. So so I hung back. OK, I believe I, I believe you get enough. OK. Out of this 
to read and understand like a, a, a core of the story. Uh, do you need to read a bunch of other garbage to see how it fits into other things? Yeah. Uh, and I think we kind of are in a perfect storm if we're jumping around and trying to get a sense of the way all these events click together and all that. But I think if you picked this up, having only like some moderate knowledge of Batman, you know, maybe having seen just a couple of the older movies or whatever, and then you pick this up, like, I think you would have enough to go on, you know? Him saying Batman has been done, has been dead or missing for six years, and then him being Batman. I think you have enough to get started. I don't think you need everything. Um, in terms of fitting in with everything else, I agree with you. I'm confused as fuck about that. It's weird. But I think as one complete thing unto itself, I think it passes. To me, it passes the sniff test. Well, Eric, I have a question for you then. Buy or, buy or don't buy? Oh, goodness. Um, mm, That is tough. I could easily pass on this. I could easily pass on this. There are things about it that I like. Am I ever going to think about it again or want to read it again? No. Do I care about what happens next? Kind of, I don't. Um, This is another one that I'm uh, I'm soft on. And I, like, I'm, I'm maybe at, like... You know, maybe at 50%, I would maybe tip over into buy. I'm like at 40%. So I think I'm, I think I'm just a no. Okay. I, I think am, I'm just a no. I think I'm, I think I, I mean, I love the art. I'll say that. I, I think Quetzal's yes. art is, is gorgeous. Um, And I think that's, it, it, that goes a long way on. And the fact that I like this story shape and like it's low to the ground and Batman mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of technology. I don't, you know, I don't mind any of that. I think all that's good. Um, and I, in your, I think you're mostly right in that. I just, I don't know. I, I would love it for this to all make sense in the greater mm -hmm. continuity of Batman, but I don't mm -hmm. think they care. Uh, or if they do, like, I don't know if what it seems like DC's editorial like directions have been constantly shifting over the past year. So who knows what's going on? Maybe it's because COVID and the pandemic. And I know that. Like DC had to cancel launching a slew of comic books because they literally could not print them uh, because they didn't have paper. <laughs> like they could not print them and get them to places to sell them uh, because of shipping problems and shipping delays, which is affecting basically all industries right now um, because of some COVID stuff and some other things that are, that were, are just gotten worse because of COVID and the pandemic. Um, I think I'm a very, like, I am a, 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 I think I would read this in trade if it had good buzz. I think that's ultimately where I'm at. Like, if I come back in f five months and there's a trade out and I look around and I go, oh, look, people are excited about this and they're interested and it told a good story or had a good, a good shape, I would go back and read it. But I think I'm yeah. on otherwise, I'm still a do not buy on this issue. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good outlook. I think that's yeah, that's that's sensible. And maybe by then, this this the the the, the however the, all these Batman stories are working out together, I would understand them. I at least have come to an understanding because they will be done and wrapped up. There will be fear. Fear state will be over. Hopefully, maybe it won't be. Who knows? In five months, um, that's a double do not buy. Next up is X Men Onslaught Revelation Number One. Written by Cy Sperrier, art Bob Quinn, colors 
Java Tartaglia, Letters Clayton Cowles. So the Way of X books, uh, the Nightcrawler religion with, uh, well, I can't remember the character's name. You mean Legion? Legion. Thank you, Eric. I couldn't, I could not remember it earlier today. Um, I kept wanting to call him Onslaught. It was taking his spot. Yeah. Um, the, this is, the, those books have culminated in this. There's like a, what, I think this is just like a one shot sort of event. A little mm. mini, a mini one shot event thing that will wrap up that first arc, I think, and catapult them into a different book, um, which is about the mutant quote unquote religion. Even though it's not a religion, I don't know. They don't want to call it religion, but they should just do that. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Eric? I think um, I remember being interested in the direction this is going into. But if this is what they were going to do, I think I'm glad that they're rushing it um, because I don't want – whatever this is, I don't want more of it. I want them to move on. You know, the, like he's infecting brains because he ate their Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I And, and – uh, Very strained metaphors there. They're having weird Matrix to underground Ewok raves, uh, and they're going to kill each other at midnight, sure. Um, so we have to stab with psychic knives. Um, very, It's very complicated, and it doesn't... I think the, the word you are looking for, sir, is stupid. <laughs> it is also that. I'm not going to, I'm not necessarily, I will say both. It is both complicated and stupid. I, yeah, like a, like a chair with 22 legs. Like, yeah, it, it technically will still work, but why? When you could just need, you know, four, um, mm -hmm. even three Some in some cases. Real work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... We read some of those Wave X books, and I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Nightcrawler and Legion yeah. and all that. And then we bounced off of it because we, there's, a, you know, there's about 10 million comic books out there. We'd like to read more than just X-Men books. Um, this is, again, yeah, this is like, oh, I guess I'm not too upset I stopped reading it. Because if it just leads to this, a bunch of nonsense, it is, mm -hmm. and there's, I will put up. I will put up with a certain level of nonsense in my. But you have to, as any kind of fan of comic books, any fan, any fan of X Men comics, and even in, in when like, yes. and they've stretched. And I thought this is real, like the questions they were asking. Nightcrawler was asking about, uh, you know, what happens when we resurrect these people. You know, what are they the same people? Like that's really interesting questions. And this does not go into any of that shit. No, I, I this is <laughs> just, just like we eat your Tuesdays. A giant, literally, really? literally, literally, you 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 get backed up on Monday and you die on Wednesday. And what I, happens to the other day? And you're like, that's, oh my god! That's, and uh, this onslaught design is un believably terrible i hate this design of this on let me, this let, me, let, me like. let me get back to him yeah this is a skinny tornado mysterio yeah i don't i onslaught in like the old onslaught design and then the 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 reimagined old onslaught design were very very 90s looking uh and ugly in a certain way those are still better than this this looks terrible um 
but I'm this is one issue and it's over, so I'm glad with that. I might be interested in this new book. This like re, I guess it's like Crusade, like Nightcrawler is the leader of like the religious super team. Um, it has Juggernaut on it apparently. Um, mm-hmm. and Doctor Nemesis. Those are I like those characters. That seems pixie. I don't know. That should be fun. Um, maybe that'll be good. We keep the spark that just makes me think of Transformers. Um, I don't know. Um, that's again. The, uh, that's another thing I thought of when like why they're calling this the spark. That just makes me think of tr- Transformers, uh, Legionaries. I don't. That's also not a great name for your soup for your team. Beard bearded Nightcrawler. Um, I do like bearded Nightcrawler. Can't argue with that. Um, but the art is good. I'll say that. I I don't like. It. Well, there's a lot of these books are like wow. They the art artist art worked real well and tried and. Mm. made it look it's much pretty. like it was and it must it's much like it was in that uh that other book that we also enjoyed that was along this arc yes i but this is all nonsense this is all there yeah. are ways to do this metaphor um this is really confusing and it's a bunch of it's a bunch of babble it's not a particularly well-told story and if i am figuring it out correctly still still not very good no and i think i am gonna if this was an issue number six and i'd be like oh well maybe they explained a lot of this stuff in the intervening issues this is issue number this is the number one and i'm you did this to yourself you make this a number one i'm gonna expect to understand what's happening and i don't so do not buy this we are uh three for three here (laughs) or zero and three business 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 is not booming so far today. Mm-hmm. That's a double do not buy an X Men onslaught <laughs> revelation, which is, is actually right out. Is the that is the uh, isn't that the it's revolution was the Matrix Three right Reloaded and Revolution? Maybe I don't know. I'm excited for that new Matrix movie. It looks good. I'm sure it'll be lovely. Um. Our next book, Death of Doctor Strange, number one, written by Jed McKay, Art Lee Garbett, colors Antonio Fabella, letters Corey Pettit. Garbett. Garbett. Um, I'll hear. This fucking basset hound is judgy as fuck. <laughs> he needs to shut the fuck up. That's a, uh, that's Doctor a... Strange has ripped fucking abs and works as a superhero. He gets enough fucking exercise. He is not going to have a goddamn heart attack. Shut the fuck up, you concerned trolling piece of shit. Oh, my God. This poor dog. And you're ever. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Just because he's cute doesn't mean he's not an asshole. I think he's like a lot, a lot, of, a lot of people get away with being shitty because they're cute. I mean, I, this bats, dog is shit. Bats okay? is a, I can read his dialogue as being an asshole. This is the speaking this way of Donny Kate's creation. Bats. Um. Right. Hey, I can't help but he's being an asshole. I think Bats is a lovable asshole. Okay, he's much like a Bender character. I think to me, that's what I think of Ben. That's what I think of Bats as, and I don't well, mind. Apparently, him. you're going to die because you eat pizza. I know. I know. This is I you. mean, I, know you. I have. A, I, I know my, you eat pizza, Robbie. I I, I I saw it. I really think you're focusing way too much on a few lines of dialogue the dog says to troll Doctor Strange. I don't think I'm the dog honestly believes I'm, it. I'm sorry that I'm doing a bit because I think this is funny. God forgive me for trying to entertain the people, Robbie. Uh, Concerned. 
trolling basset hound son of a bitch. I like bats. I like this comic book. Here, I like I this comic too. book. I do too. It's good. It's it is it is they, uh they, they step around the 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 Wong as the the Chinese slave. They step around that. They're just roomies. Just buds, just hanging out. I mean, that, they've been doing that for Make a while them a now. a couple. There you, that's, that's the, do that. No, uh, Doctor Strange has a serious case of the not gays. He can't, he can get in a couple. Look at, look at that fucking beard he's got. Look at this fussy ass face. You're not arguing, you're not going to hear an argument from me, Eric. I, but I, this book is fun, which is, yes. in, in, which is a weird thing. I was not expecting this book from this. I was expecting. I, I was expecting the infinite permutations of the final stories of characters, where mm-hmm. we just—it's grim and it's dark, and everyone's sad, and they do one yeah. last heroic thing and then die. But this is not what this book is. This book is lighthearted and fun, and even though Doctor Strange does get stabbed, uh, he's not—he's only sort of dead. Because we get mm-hmm. a, a different Doctor Strange appear, to appear. His Horcrux shows up. I don't know if that maps one-to-one. Doesn't have to. It's close enough. Um, Set a magic word, okay? Speaking of Steve Ditko, this is the this is Steve Ditko. Doctor Strange shows up here. It even has the weird, you know, the... the weird Kirby Crackle gloves. Kirby Crackle gloves and the weird uh, collage shapes in the background as he appears, which I like. Uh, the art is really good Steve in this. Ditko did that. Steve Ditko did do that. He used a I collage mean, it, in the back of it. It explains why he's telling us to buy gold. Uh, speaking of uh, Steve Ditko, his estate uh, started. Uh, yes. Court cases. I figure, I figure we would be talking about that eventually. Yeah, they're, maybe they're, not now. Well, we're gonna try and maybe we can port that over to checking in a bit. Um. But I this art is really good. I think the story is fun. The dialogue's on point. Uh, it's it. This is a fun. The death of Doctor Strange comic, which is not what I was expecting, but it is a nice surprise. I am a buy. Yes, um, I think unequivocally. I enjoy this minus that douchebag Basset Hound. <laughs> uh, I think this is a really strong comic book. Um, it's a good one to read while you eat pizza, and I'm sure that pizza will kill you. I mean, I this, my, my I'm sh- uh, this writer, I'm sure he eats nothing but tofu scrambles. You're coming off as judgy now, Eric. Yeah, because I'm mad. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad at a, a ghost pass. Bro, I've been I've been a mess all day. Just <laughs> let me let me alone. You know, me getting mad at a dog, a fictional dog. I was going to do uh, this for the people. That's a double buy on Death of Doctor Strange number one. Our last book of the week is Maw number one. Story by Jude Ellison S. Doyle, illustrated by A.L. Kaplan, colored by Fabiana Mascolo, with coloring assistance by Federica Mascolo, letters by Cardinal Ray. Uh, both writer and artist, trans, which is, I think, hmm. I'm not sure a thing we've, I noted because I don't think we've. We've reviewed a comic that is both writer and artist, or both trans, before. Yeah, we have. We have we both. Um. Well, I mean, it was 
it was not two different people. Is oh, that what you're I yes, it was two different. I'm saying two different people, but yes, I yes, you're right about that. We have we have um, shit. Why can't I think a wet moon? Yes, by Sophie Campbell, who wrote and drew it. That's true. That's um, I, I I I lump those. I lump the artist writer. Uh, Yes, it is. I, their own I understand your verbiage better now and that you are saying it is a different category Two person team. Both persons are trans as opposed to one t- one person doing the work of two people and they are trans. Yes, I so, think this comic book technically correct. I think this comic book is very interesting and I really like it. Very, very good, but it does make me very uncomfortable. Uh, it is not supposed to make you feel good. No, I, I mean, it's um, that is their intent. I am not saying that's bad. I'm just saying it. I, I it works. I, so I guess is that is my long way of saying it works. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, but I, that is yes. that is the intent. Um, I don't like this scene where she drinks the roofie drink it does not make me feel good on in my tum tum no it makes you feel real bad you go oh that's yeah that's real awful um and then it, i don't know all of the it's all real bad but i, I think my I'm, only complaint about this literally mm-hmm. my only complaint is i don't think this should be a serialized again I, I, I say it so many times this should just be a one's it just should be a graphic novel. It should just be a trade. I, I don't. This book does seem not seem suited to be read issue to issue. Um, otherwise, I really don't have any criticisms. I think it does exactly what it tries to do. I think the storytelling is good. I think the art is beautiful. Uh, mm. The dialogue feels real. These characters feel real. Um, the this it is it has perspective we talked about that with those other books like it ha- it's saying things it feels even dangerous at times um which is exciting whenever we read a book that like feels on the edge it feels like it's pushing boundaries which is what this does um and i want to read more yeah i i want more i don't know what it's going to do i i think i was a little taken aback because the um solicitation for this alludes to things that probably aren't going to happen for at least another issue or two. <laughs> I, I I think they're to, to sell it. I, I think they are tr- the, the solicitation tries to, you know, jump out a little bit ahead of the story to give a broader story shape versus what we see in just this one issue. Um, because I don't, it's not as marketable, just what we see in this one issue. I still am very interested in it. Mm. I but I would also say I will I will almost certainly buy this, but I will buy it in trade. Yeah. I will be reading this in trade. Very mm. worthy of that. Yeah. And it's very good. And I'm and very, film, very good. Yeah, and I I, I I really I I resent the idea I'll use this opportunity to say this again. I resent the idea that the comic book industry that a comic book fails if you're not reading it issue to issue. And I really don't I it feels like it 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 feels like they've shaped that that drive. Like uh, you go mm-hmm. to uh you go to their you go to Jude's Twitter and it front and center pre-order issue number two. And 
I understand you have to do that as a comic book creator to try and sell your comic book, but I feel like I that puts an onus on me, like, oh, you need to make this comic. We need you to make this comic book succeed. So buy the issues. I'm like, I I'm, shouldn't be responsible for that. <laughs> I just want to read a really good story, which you're delivering. I should be able to just buy the trade and not have to worry about it. Maybe I feel too responsible, um, but because there's so many comic books out there and there's just literally not enough room for all of them, uh, not enough market space for them. I, I'm a buy this in trade. I think this is great, honestly. It, it does a lot, even if it is very uncomfortable at parts. Where do you stand, Eric? Hmm. Oh, it's terrible. And I don't think anyone should read things. No, but are you a... It's it's, it's great. Buy it, for fuck's sake. Um, They'd better release all of it. Don't make me buy each individual issue so I can also buy the trade. Well, what I mean, I, I mean, I think it's more about I don't know if it's this applies to this book at all. This might this babe book may have a finite end, um, but th- I don't know any book like you looked at The Walking Dead. Did you if you read a couple issues of The Walking Dead, do you think it was going to go for 180 issues? No, uh, and I feel like it's like maybe they have 24 issues of story to tell, and if they don't sell issues, you know, week to week, maybe they only tell 12 of those story, 12 of those issues. Maybe they wrap it up quickly. Because people are buying the trade, or you something. It's like things like that. The weird, that weird space where, like, oh, it does well in trade, but comic book publishers don't care about that because they they need to see those numbers up front. They need to see how it did month to month, issue to issue. This is nothing to do with the content of this comic book. We're a double buy on the mall number one. I personally would be waiting for the trade because I don't want to read this month to month. This is not. I don't feel like it's conducive to that. Um. It's a lot of words, man. I thought I didn't have any words in me today, but I do have them, Eric. Mm-hmm. It turns out you can't stop this train. You um, thought we would. You thought we'd be stupid. We got even more fucking shit for you. Yeah, just those words just won't stop. Don't stop. Um, we can move on to our what? That's weird. What's that? No- that was the same noise as before. That really did sound a lot like the end of last episode it when did. a weird noise came out of nowhere. Yeah, there's a crisis event. Like, yeah, it sounded like a crisis event. It sounded like a crisis event, which is really... I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. I don't know if I... I don't want a crisis event. Jeez. It'd be really I, bad. I, ho- I, sure hope, I sure hope nothing's going to happen in exactly three, three episodes. Yeah, I hope it's not in three question mark episodes from now. Mm-hmm. That'd be real that'd be real bad that would be real real bad let me see oh, if man. i can in, let me see if i can segue into our next segment without a crisis a i hope they're time. i hope they're not getting closer together that's i watch pacific rim and it's bad when that happens that is indeed bad we're gonna mm-hmm. yeah yeah i hope i hope nothing happens i hope big godzilla monsters don't come out Let's continue to ignore it like climate change. Yes, let's ignore it. It'll be it'll go away. We can move yeah. on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Ah, that's a comforting sound, not a sound of a crisis event. One, the little boopily boop noise. I really like that. It's a different noise. Boop. It's a different. It's a good noise. Um, checking in is part show. Eric and I talk about what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks: games or movies or television shows or books or anything. Uh, Eric, what's going on? What is up? Uh. So, I assume you haven't heard of this tiny little indie game called Undertale. Um, Never heard of it, right? 
Never. It's certainly not changed the landscape of video games. Really is. Just like I, I replayed it not that that long ago. And it really is just a fucking stellar achievement of uh, video games. Um, and the fact that such a small team could make something so absolutely outstanding as Undertale is really, truly remarkable. Um, but the new game by game auteur, Toby Fox, um, they released Deltarune some time ago. I think you remember the whole fiasco about how it would like literally delete files off your computer. If you did something like wrong, I don't remember, but now you can get it on steam and chapter two is out and it is also free and I have played all of it. I replayed chapter one and then I beat chapter two. Um, What's the verdict? Uh, I'll give you a, a quick little spoiler free review. Okay. Um, there's only two of seven chapters, so I can't give you, you know, complete any kind of thoughts, mm -hmm. but I do think, you know, firsthand it's good. It's very good. Uh, I think the characters are pretty fun and strong. Um, the immediate comparison is obviously to Undertale, which we have, a whole undertale already to compare it to. Um, so it does not quite live up to that. I think the jokes feel a little, <sighs> there was an artful stupidity to undertale where something would be random and you just got a sense of it's this really bizarre world. Uh, and it had this really cheeky sense of humor, like, I would say that Delta Rune is a little bit, a little bit too lols random, you know, uh, by comparison. If you if you take my meaning, um, still is pretty funny, still does manage to delight me. Um, surprisingly interesting uh, play mechanic as it evolves. It is much nicer looking. Uh, even though it's very much in the same sort of um, Super Nintendo era JRPG style. Um, but I I think it's good. It's worth your zero dollars <laughs> when the full game is released. I think several of the next chapters are going to be released in a lump or all of them are going to be released at once. I don't remember what the case was, but it is one or the other. But I think when they all come out, I think you should buy all of them. I think you should play all of them, especially if you played Undertale um, or if you have any friends that like Undertale. If you already have played Undertale, chances are you are a fan and you do know about Deltarune. But um, it is worthy of your time. Um, it's it's just it's just good. It's solid. Um I'm thinking I could stand for whatever this thing is that he's doing. I could stand for him to make a whole series of these things. Like Delta Rune could be a whole like series like Final Fantasy to where he remixes the world and tells a different story um every time. And I would love that. Uh they don't all have to be absolute genre defining masterpieces uh of like meta narrative 
like Undertale was, but if he can release something this good uh, over and over, I would be very happy. I think that's a good legacy for him. Create one of the best games ever and then make stuff that's good, you know, that you can enjoy. I think that's tremendous. Um, but yeah, it gets a thumbs up from me. So that's a video game, Eric. That is a video game. I've also I I I I'm willing to bet you sat in your room and played zero video games. That's incorrect. Shit. This is why Why don't I have this, any money? This, this is I know this is why I keep losing at Jeopardy. I've played several video games. Um I played and beaten Deathloop. I played in the two weeks since we recorded. I went I I you played. were hot for Deathloop. I played that Death Deathloop. Deathloop, one word. Uh, the newest game from Arcane, um, the creators of Prey uh, and Dishonored, one and two. I loved Prey, um, and this this game is very good. I I really I really liked. I I really enjoyed my time with Deathloop. It it is a it has a lot of different DNA DNA in it. Uh, it feels a lot like a modern Bioshock, the original modern original Bioshock, but modernized in a lot of ways. Uh, it is an immersive sim like Bioshock is, um, but it also feels kind of like Outer Wilds because it's a time loop game um, where the entire ga- the entire game takes place in a single day um, in a relatively confined space. Not really not super confined like Outer Wilds, like. It feels very big, even though it's honestly not, there's not that many things to do in Outer Wilds, but it makes it feel like it's very big. And I think Deathloop feels the same way where there's only a, there's a, you know, only a, there's only I think four, lo- four locations. They're all very big and you can basically go anywhere in them, but mm. there's really not, it, it has the illusion of being huge and, and creating this big idea of space and potentiality. Um, Deathloop, the story is very simple. You wake up on a beach with no memory. Uh, you re- learn, and this stuff, I'm not going to give you any heavy spoilers, but this stuff you learn very early on in the game. Um, you're trapped in this time loop. It takes the span of a single day. To stop the time loop, you have to kill uh, eight visionaries all in the same day. Once you kill them all, you can then stop the time loop and see what the hell the outside world looks like. Otherwise, it just resets, resets, resets. It does not work in the same way that Outer Wilds does, where it's just constantly running clock. Uh, You have four time periods in a day. You have morning, noon, afternoon, and night. And then when you're in one of those time periods, you basically can – you choose – a level effectively you choose a a place and then during that time you can basically spend as much time as you want there and do as much as you can and then once you leave you advance to the next part of the day uh so you don't really you don't have the same like ticking clock that you do in outer wilds let's say with like oh i need to get here now or i'm gonna run out of time um it's also it 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 has a lot of style it it in the same way that Bioshock is all Art Deco everything. This feels very this 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 game is bathed in like mid sixties style. It feels mid sixties mid to late sixties style. Um, everything in it 
It, they do not skimp on style. Everything in the game um, looks like that. It, it Everything feels like you're stepping into a, a, a portal in time, which you kind of are. Um, the other thing that it feels, this game feels very intricate in much way like the way Outer Wilds does, where you are, um, everything affects everything else. There's things you can do in the morning. If you stop certain things in the morning, it affects things that happen at noon or an afternoon or the night. And that ends up mattering a lot so that you are able to kill all those people in a single day. Um, and a lot of those things are not obvious right to begin with. And I think that's the other thing. Like, this is not the, I think this is the other thing. It's not like, this is not a roguelite. You're and the, for the most part, they're you're not going on runs. Um, the world always resets. It is always the same. It's not procedurally generated. You learn just like you do in Outer Wilds. You learn. Oh, these enemies. It's Groundhog these, Day with guns. Yes, you're all. Those enemies are always going to be in that same space. They're going to say the exact same thing every single day. They're going to act the same exact way every single day. There are certain enemies that I grew to despise. We better uh, over... get going if we're going to get ahead of the weather. Exactly. There is on one of these levels, uh, just to give you an idea, there is a, there is one of the, the villains, one of the enemies, one of the more nameless foot soldier types. But this level, uh, he's he this character. This I don't know. He's not even call him a character. I guess he's a character because he has something unique about him in that he's always staying on a cliff, always playing guitar, electric guitar, playing it very loudly and very badly, and until you kill him. Anywhere you go in this level, you're going to hear a bad guitar player. And so at a certain point, I would beeline to him <laughs> and kill him first, quietly, so I wouldn't have to listen to it. Um, but that's the, and like, it, it. you do have a certain level of control over things you can, you have powers, just like Bioshock, you can teleport or use telekinesis or uh, link enemies together to control their fates like you kill one enemy and it kills all the enemies connected to them make some give you extra damage some give you uh you know various and to get these powers you have to kill the visionaries and steal their slabs and the slabs and the guns and all your perks and power-ups you over time accrue a resource that lets you invest in them and lets you carry them over from run to run. And by the time 30 hours in, which is this game took me about 30 hours to beat. Um, there are still things I could have done if I had gone back and played more. I didn't really feel like I needed to. Um, certain people probably would go like, I'm going to play this for 70 hours and get everything unlocked and figure out all the little mysteries. But uh, you're very powerful by 30 hours in where you, and and it, and it and also like many arcane games like Dishonored or Prey, it encourages lots of different play styles. You can be full on stealth and let no one else, no one you can turn invisible and no one can see you and just run around snapping necks, or you can go full on guns blazes and just carry a giant ass machine gun and mow everyone down an entire level. Oh, I need to kill these this this visionary, but he's hidden in a fortress. I'm just gonna murder everyone until I get to him, and they're they're like that's fine. If you want to do it that way, you can. There's and there's lots of the, like intricate ways you can play in these murders. Or just do it really loosey goosey. It's fun either way. There is uh, this the other game. It reminds me of I said I said Bioshock. I said Outer Wilds. It also reminds, reminds me of Firewatch. And I guess in that connected is to Bioshock as well because Bioshock you're also talking to someone for a large part of the game <laughs> over the radio. Turns out to be unreliable 
narrator type. Um, but Firewatch is more of a, I think, a closer simulacrum because you have like a relationship with the person you're talking to, except you don't remember it. And that's another one of the mysteries. There's lots of mysteries in this game. And as you reveal this information, there's a, there's a cascading reveals. It's very satisfying. I 100% recommend Deathloop. It's absolutely worth your money. Um, Speaking of uh, Outer Wilds, have you heard of 12 Minutes? Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, I will take this short moment to give, you, give an anti-recommendation for 12 Minutes. Do, hmm. not, do not play it. Really? Really. Hmm. Uh, I I will not spoil. Tell, tell me, tell me about, tell me about that because I very nearly bought myself a copy. I heard complicated things about it, but I kind of wanted to play it for myself before making up my mind. I mean, I could if I spoil it for you, you'll probably go, "Oh, gross." And well, not... you you know me, yeah. You know what I have played, yes, and I have raved about. I so start I think there should I play it? No, I don't think you should. Uh, it's then not you can, you can you can absolutely spoil it for me. I don't think it's not fun. Uh, one, it doesn't like the thing I think I've keyed on in on you, Eric, is that you need to be satisfied mechanically by a video game. Like the moment to moment play has to be fun, right? You think it that's accurate? Defini- it definitely helps. Um, it can't be miserable. I mean, it can't be like like boring. Like I feel like there's a, a games I've suggested to you and you bounced off of. I feel like it's because the moment to moment, like it doesn't matter if the story or the writing is very compelling. If that moment to moment gameplay, whatever it is, if doesn't think of cross code. I think I just need to revisit it. Okay. Um, I th- I think I think I had a bad controller that was laggy that was making the game harder. Okay. Uh, I think I also had not played an action video game in years. Uh, I would probably do better at it now. Okay. I But th- this has nothing they're going for it. I think that's ultimately where I, I started 12 minutes, got really frustrated with it, and then looked up spoilers and was very happy I quit. Um, they really try and sell you on, like, it's cinematic and it's a time loop and it's only 12, you have 12 minutes and it has all these actors, famous actors doing all the voice parts. But mm. the... The point and click stuff is very frustrating. It it takes forever to do anything. It's never clear. Like I, there were moments where I like I know what I want to do. The game won't let me do it. I want to do this or this or this. The game's like no, you have to go through this really weird way of getting there. Or and you can't take shortcuts. You wake up every day with the same knowledge, but you can't go just jump to a moment. You have to wait and wait and mm-hmm. wait and then do the thing. Um, also here, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played 12 minutes and wants to, I'm already telling you don't, but here's the spoilers for the story. Um, you wake up the, the story of 12 minutes is you start the game, walk in your apartment after getting off from work, your wife's already home. Um, uh, you just do some normal day to day dinner type stuff, getting ready for dinner. A person knocks on the door, eventually kicks it in, uh, wanting information and kills you both. And you eventually, and you need to stop it. That's what the the premise of the game is. But over time, you realize um, that the person trying to knock through the down the door, this detective, quote unquote, I think he's actually not no longer police officer, but he says he is. Um, he is trying to solve a murder that he thinks your wife committed. That is the murder of her own father. But you 
you discover by doing lots of very rote to get this information you basically have to drug your own life many yeah. times to get this information and beat a man or and over and over and over again like it's just it's that and that's unpleasant to begin with but then you then discover the big twist is that you killed your wife's father you did it and you did it because uh you're actually your wife's brother you are brother and sister and she's preg and she's pregnant with your baby okay that's not a good twist no it's very bad um that's and it, not that's not that's not good at all no that's yes don't play 12 minutes <laughs> okay thank I, you for I, saving me that time i was very excited for 12 minutes luckily 12 minutes was a part of the xbox game pass for pc so i was able to try it out and realize oh this i don't like this it's not fun to play either there's nothing fun about it there's zero that's fun and they're like it's very I was, like i was literally i talked myself out of dropping the 25 bones on it uh yeah glad uh speaking of xbox game pass for pc sable the other game i was going to talk about is a part of that which is why another pitch for why you should probably subscribe to that service if you have a, a gaming computer it is absolutely worth the money um sable is i kind of put a, a, a vaguely trollish post on twitter that sable is breath of the wild but good um meaning it is clearly inspired by the open world design of breath of the wild um but there is no combat in sable zero combat zero monsters you have to fight there's no weapons there's which gets rid of a lot of the problems i have with breath of the wild honestly i also find the world of sable way more interesting i find the art design way more interesting sable looks like uh mobius designed it it looks like mobius designed all this stuff um it 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 looks like that it feels like i i read a review that just which sold me on the game that it feels like the worlds of james stoko um, hmm. where like you look into the, not that it's is gross there, or is, anything is is there gronch in it there's though. not gronch but it is it feels lived in it feels like a real place um but sable is a it's a very open-ended exploration game in a post post post-apocalyptic world um and you are a young girl going off to go on there gliding which is effectively like a coming of age ceremony where you at you go on it you go out into the world you explore you do whatever you want and then when you're done you enter you choose a mask that basically choosing your identity uh and then you settle into a, a place and you do a job um somewhere somehow but you decide all of this and the world is beautiful uh the art and design is really top notch the sound is great the feeling of exploration feels real and genuine it it's not they took away a lot of the frustrating parts of breath of the wild a lot of the quality of life issues i had with breath of the wild do not exist in this game largely because they stripped away a lot of the there's no combat you don't have to cook food you don't like there's a lot of those things you just don't have to do and it makes it so much breezier and so much more fun um the you have and also, there's still a stamina system, much like in Breath of the Wild, but you use it only for climbing. For gliding, much like in Breath of the Wild, you can glide. There's no stamina. You just glide forever because you have a there's a, a system set up for it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but 
it is a tremendous game. I'm going to continue playing it, probably explore the entire place because it's just so much fun. And it's the, it, the all the characters you meet here and there all feel real. They feel like real people and they feel, it feels lived in and it feels like it's genuine sense of exploration, which I just I, I don't get from a lot of games it felt like you know when like you start skyrim and you're finally out of the intro beginning start and you can just wander and you don't know anything out there that's what this game feels like it feels like oh wow i can just go i i look at the horizon i see a weird tower i'm i go there i i want to see what that is what is that thing and you'll you'll find something there they very cleverly designed it so that it works on uh, whatever you can kind of see on the Breath of the Wild it works similarly, but a lot of times what happened to the Breath of the Wild is you find at the end is just a dungeon you have to kill stuff. At this, you find like a giant spaceship that has been here probably for a hundred years, and you're encountering it for the first time. <laughs> um, Sable's great. Does it ha- does it have Draugr? No Draugr. What about Octoroks? No. Okay. They don't. No monsters. There are no whammies. There are collectibles uh, that are little cute creatures that you can redeem for stuff. Uh, and there's fashion. There's lots of clothing you can collect. And uh, masks you can collect. There's people to talk to and fun things to explore and run around in. Groovy. Um, I don't think I, I think that's it, Eric. I think I'm out of finally out of video game talk. You're out of, you're out of juice. I... I I, I hope I'm not a juice because we got comic books still to talk about. We got Rorschach, which is well, there's a lot there. There's a lot of meat, and I gotta get my teeth ready to chew. There's a lot of bone on that meat. <laughs> That's how I'd characterize it. Oh, I don't know what I that means. What that, I don't. I don't know what that means. Okay, good. We're we're on the <laughs> same page then. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for checking in. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerd Book Club. Nerd Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I assign a longer collection of work like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book this week. We are discussing Rorschach by Tom King and Jorge Fornes, a 12-issue maxi-series, which we read the first issue when it first came out, and we're like, wow, this is really interesting. We'll just read the whole thing when it comes out, when it's done. And it's done. Um, both of us have strong opinions about Watchmen about what Watchmen is, and about what DC has done to Watchmen. I think we are both... I know I was apprehensive about this book, even if Tom King mm-hmm. was attached. I was like, I don't know. Don't know about that one, I Chief. Don't, I don't know about that. I, 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 the, comma Chief. Comma Chief. I'm... And you've kept your cards very close to the vest, Eric. You've not revealed to mm-hmm. me how you feel about this book at all. I think I love this book. I think I think I love it. I, think... I don't know that I I don't know that I love it, but I do think that it is good. I am not sure what in the fuck. Like it's. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I understood Watchmen with loads and loads of nuance the first time that I read it. But I was also like 19. Mm-hmm. I was dumb as fuck at 19. Um, I think most are. I mean, I was I was particularly kind of dumb. As I was extremely, even then, still very sheltered. Somehow profane as hell, but also very sheltered. It's a str- it's a strange person that I am. But I 
I read through this and where I can see through lines and Watchmen because it's about human nature and these incredibly flawed characters uh, and the shadow of fucking nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to draw one through line to this, I don't even know that it's his intention, but it feels like it's about radicalization. Um, I think that's in the there. Only th- it's the only thing that I can really say about this. It feels like, I mean, the whole like spirit of Rorschach being passed around, it feels very much like the way um, like the online right or like online extremist groups um, radicalize people. Um and how it creates stochastic terrorists. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It gets a little muddled because King's decision to make, I don't know, like some kind of anarchist communist version of Steve Ditko. Like, I'm very confused by that. Um, I'm not even sure what, like, it, it, it feels like no, no ideology. Like a completely empty, uh, thoughtless ideology. Am I talking to myself? No, I'm listening to you. Eric. Okay, I just got a I, I got a message. Normally, when I'm ranting and then I hear a boop in my ear, it means that the internet has died no, or we're I'm, not talking I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm listening to you intently. Um, I, I I don't know who this person is supposed to be. You know, I mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Steve Ditko. You know, yes. but Ditko. Ditko was Randian. Yes. You know, uh, uh, he wrote objectivist characters and Alan Moore was a libertarian socialist. He was an anarchist. He fucking read books about political theory and a little bit. It reads, I mean, this, this, this very much, if, if, if I read this and someone was like, pick off the wall a book that was written by an ex-CIA agent, I would look at this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels like the politics of someone who probably fucking shot a bunch of people for a living for a while. I don't um I don't think uh Tom King directly shot anyone. He didn't have a he wasn't a he was not a, a soldier. You, you heard you heard it here folks. Tom King murdered a shitload of people. <laughs> Um, I mean that's appropriate. You're saying this, this in, when we're talking about Minecraft. when we're talking about this comic book. You're when you're the the spread of yeah. I think radicalization. There, there's that's I think why I love this book. I've been thinking about this a lot since I finished since I read this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not cut and dry. It is not. I don't know that. It, I don't know that it needs to be cut and dry. But I I suppose it has the benefit of the story being relatively tidy it is interesting that we have this kind of multi-layered um this multi-layered detective story mm-hmm. in the watchman universe in supposedly in 2021 but people are still using fucking pagers robert redford's been the president for 16 years mm-hmm. it's fucking fascinating yes it's I, I don't know. I look at this. This feels like a lot of Tom King's work. I think this feels closest to me like Vision um, because Vision has a lot of things happening underneath the hood. 
I think it it doesn't feel like it is because Vision is so character driven. This book is not really character driven is nearly as much as Vision is. Um, I think that's a hallmark of um, detective stories, though. Yes, they they are the the plot ticket uh, genre fiction as much or more of anything. Yes, and I think I attach very. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of stories where I it, the theme is the main character, like, and that's mm. what I that's what I read this book as. Where like the main character is the theme, and if you and I. It doesn't that doesn't bother me honestly. I have no qualms about it at all when it's done very. You have to be very good, and I think this has. I think it this. I love this because I can't just sum it up real fast. I can't. I have to think about it. I have to puzzle it out. It is back. It is. It it teases that the literature literature literary analysis kid. You know that I the stuff I thought about in college a lot. This book picks apart and it feels like you know tom king was a novelist before he went into comic books and that's this book feels a lot like him you know literature as comics even as that i mean that in the nicest way possible uh i don't want i don't want to make it sound pretentious um i don't think this book is pretentious by the way um no not really no uh i think really does not really come off that way i think everything about it makes me think and makes me pull together try and piece together what it's saying and i think some of it is that i say literary because i think some of it is meant to be ambiguous and meant to make you think make you think and make you decide what it is about and i am not nearly as open about enjoying that as i was in the past i a lot of the times i want you to tell me what you, i want you to know what your book is about but i have I, I i don't know this book gives me the feeling that it tom king knows what he's do, knows what he's trying to do at least um this book is about radicalization absolutely 100 percent um it is about i don't know it is about uncovering truth uh it is about fact what if what is truth even what is like it reminded me of department of truth in a certain way Mm. um this is it is full of conspiracy theory bullshit yes i mean can could could you even imagine the conspiracy theories in a world where it is basically a historical fact that an alien squid teleported to manhattan and and killed 300,000 people or however the fuck many it was. Yeah. Um exactly. And I think that's that's a, that's a, a I really appreciate the fact that it it just it takes that stuff as at face value and what would happen. Um and the fact that this book is not really about Rorschach. Um not really. Uh it, it is it uses Rorschach as a symbol um and builds out from there. Um and I think, you know, I think that is even a part of the ambiguity is like when you look at Rorschach, what do you say? When you look at, look at a Rorschach test, what do you say? And I think that is it's it. I think that is literally what Tom King did. And he he, he started at that and p- spiraled out and spiraled out and built along the way. Um, I, I, I don't know when your central character is a detective who wants to find the truth. It also looks like Jim Rockford. 
does there's a lot of Rockford in them. Mm-hmm. The art is beautiful. A little, little, little bit of Peter Falk. I, yes, there, there is Peter Falk. There's, there's a lot of uh, multiple TV detectives. Mm-hmm. Um, art is beautiful. Jorge Fornes does a really good job. Uh, Storytelling is great as well. Um, it, it, I think that, and that is a thing I, that also impresses me in that it is able, it, it, it carries multiple narratives running at the exact same time. And I never lost track of them. I knew who was talking. I knew what was happening. I knew pa- I knew present and past all at the same time. There are multiple m- moments of magical realism where you know the detective is talking to dead characters. Yeah, and I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> I think it's very good. It is very hard to parse. It's very. Um... It's very Boondock Saints to me. Oh, you mean like the the scenes in Boondocks where uh, William Defoe kind of interrupts the mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. It's literally it's literally the same device. Um, I mean, he was also a detective. It's true. That's true. I think it is a it is a a a, a, a trope you see in, a rise in detective stories. But I I'm a again I like it every time it happens. Basically, uh, especially when it's done so well. But I think like this is it's very and also there's nothing. Despite it's not the mystery is not the the thing that is the mystery is not the mystery, I guess, which is another thing I love in stories when there is a mystery and it is revealed and there there is no uh, there's no mystery box bullshit in this story um, by the end of it. There is no J.J. Abrams. Oh, I just had that polar bear on the island because I wanted something interesting at the end of an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's none of that in this. Uh, everything that happens and it happens for a reason and it's part of this mystery and by the end of it you know exactly what that hap- what that means what happened you know what happened you don't know not you don't know necessarily what what that means um i do think it's interesting that he didn't i think i think here i don't know this i think that he altered ditko's obviously this guy is ditko but altered his politics what is his name will will myers was it Myers? I want to say it was Myers. I thought it was Myers. I might be wrong. I only read it once, so I I absolutely will be reading this comic again over time. Um, yeah, Will Myers' son. There you go. Myers' son. Myers' son, and then Laura Cummings. So it did seem like it needed more. Yeah, it needed one. Some more I was one syllable syllables. off. Um, I think the he altered Myers. I think he altered his politics, and why there's a lot of you know kind of uh, muddled it muddled political stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, oh, well, you're put in a position where, oh, Robert Redford has been president for 16 years. They, and they call him a king. You know, this story takes place in the midst of a, 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 a election season. So the the Republican candidate is calling him, oh, he's a king. He's ruling over us. He's just going to because Vietnam's a state uh, and has incredible voting power. It, it just like much like California, it always votes for uh, Redford for the Democrat. Um, this book. Uh, did you ever watch the Watchmen, the recent Watchmen TV show? No, because there's this book takes place in the same. It references things that happen in the TV show. Nice. Uh, a little bit, a little a thing, couple things here and there. It doesn't really matter in the in the in the grand scheme of things, but it does reference a couple things here and there. Um, I'm I'm a little. I really like some of the stuff in the TV show, and I really don't like some of the stuff in the TV show. Um, 
think a lot of people were very high on it. They were for quite some time, and and then I think what whatever some stuff happened that people were maybe not quite so high on. So they're making that more is kind of kind of where I've heard it land is kind of feeling about the way that you do about it. They they were they are making more of it, so we'll see how it goes. Um, but they do reference a couple things here and there from the TV show. Um, but the, the muddled politics where Redford is like, oh, he's like, I mean, I don't think I personally would want any president to be president for 16 years. I don't care. Yeah, that it should be illegal for yeah. a reason. Yeah, exactly. And but then you're like, oh, well, and then but you have him also talk about thing good things that Red, Redford has done as president. And you're like, oh, maybe. And then obviously the guy who's running against him has he idolizes the comedian. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> clearly is un like clearly likes killing people i think i don't mm. like like no qualms went to what went to uh vietnam and met the comedian there and tells jokes about his kill count the whole thing feels a little transmet it does i was gonna say the exact same thing it feels very much like transmet that part in particular yeah it's hard not to because transmit is so so about you know those those the political race. Yes. yes. Um. This is this, this doesn't have anybody kicked in the kicked in the balls. So like you know egregiously over and over and over. Again. No one's no one's getting shot with a prolapse ray. No. Um. But it does feel like transmit in that way. Um. But the other candidate is not not a good person. I don't want him to be president. You know, it 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 very much feels like a a book written by someone whose point of view is this is a different guy in a suit who's going to yell at me. Um, you know, like I feel like uh, uh, I'm going to take his I'm going to say his name Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Ellis, I think, had a better understanding of politics. Um. No, this is not like entirely divorced from reality, uh, but I kind of feel like the fucking ridiculous whimsy that um, that was Transmetropolitan. You know, he he realized that the choice was between like a I don't know a a, a terrible G, G a George W Bush uh, asshole and like just a fucking complete sociopath uh i it's just I, I don't know it just strikes me as so bizarre well i mean i it, i think here this is my read on it it what i take from it is well i need both these candidates i don't want either of them to be president honestly you know if i'm putting myself in this world i don't want mm. either of these people to be president i don't want someone to be president for 16 years in a row and i don't want this guy who idolizes the comedian to be president and clearly he's having he's ha- literally has set up a, a a false assassination plot to try and sway voters so i don't want that either um and i and you know the steve dicko analog is clearly doesn't have the same politics as dicko and they even say in the t- they they say someone like yeah he has really weird far right beliefs so he also has really weird far left beliefs like yeah and they themselves the like and that is i think the thing that keyed me off and i think i think went oh that is someone 
dialogue in the stories like trying to muddle the issue means it's supposed to be muddled it's supposed to be mess you're like oh you don't really get the politics of any of these people because it's all all unlikable and it's just like oh it just feels like they are a like a lunatic effectively like they think that you know they a, a crazy believer in conspiracy theories who wants to murder someone for no real good reason they they like there might be a good reason to try and kill that presidential candidate guy but their reason is not a good one they think the I ghost did, of Rorschach right, is telling them right but i think the overwhelming majority of people that are radicalized they aren't being radicalized by space squid propaganda you know they're being radicalized by religion and right wing uh alt right like race baiting and anti feminism and all of these angry things they're looking for they're looking for i mean really the stereotype is angry young white men whose lives are not going well mm-hmm. uh and they tell them that their problems are all people that are not like them. Yes. And that's what radicalizes them. Uh, not uh, the overwhelming fucking majority. And I think it's just, it's very divorced from reality um, to put it in the court of, I mean, as if it's flat earth craziness. Like, is this about QAnon? Like, that's something to say, sure. I mean, I think it is absolutely I, somewhat sure, about QAnon. That's, that, that's fine, but Q people are just batshit, and they are pulling themselves away from families and doing all kinds of weird shit the same way that flat earthers are doing, but they're not the ones committing stochastic terror, not really. Just because there was a, prefer- a presence of them like at the fucking insurrection does not mean that that is that is how radicalization happens and it just feels i don't know it feels so misinformed that's that's what gets stuck in my crawl with this that that this is this is about a bunch of gobbledygook when it's pretty clear where these people that are going out and marching like you can see where their shit's coming from i mean here 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 this is what i would say is that that's why i don't even i think radicalization is a part of it but i don't think it is the the end of Mm -hmm. it i think it is one i think it does get to the root of a lot of it where both the will myerson character and the kid laura are both the most lonely people uh Mm -hmm. where they're isolated and sad and had rough lives um Mm -hmm. And I think that is, I think that's enough for me. I don't need, I don't need a rote like them to be on, be on. I, and frankly, I don't know if, is there an internet in this world? There does not appear to be, no. I was going to say, it's uh, that's another strange not, thing. There does not appear to be. There's no, if, as far yeah, as I can technology tell. Technology has, I mean, Al Gore was not around to invent the internet. I, hey. This is, this is this timeline. You know what? Touche. Touche. You got me. Al Gore didn't make it uh maybe he got killed by a squid he probably did get squidded um but i i this is this this story feels 
in a weird way. I, another ana- analogy. It uh, feels like No Country for Old Men. Um, have you? Did I forget if you've seen No Country for Old Men? It is one of the seven movies that okay, I've seen. Good. Uh, oh wow, we struck gold today. Where you watch No Country for Old Men and the 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 narrative of um, both Anton Chigurh and the other guy i don't i can't remember his name uh the main the oh uh the the tommy lee jones no 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 not the sheriff the third the other the other of the three main characters the oh uh josh brolin's character yes josh brolin's character i can't remember the character's name um you don't need to he's josh brolin okay josh brolin uh i remember anton chigurh i remember the villain's actual yeah, he, name he, he is a, an important named character i don't think the the other names are that critical that say the actor but it, it, it presents those narratives like right up front of josh brolin and anton sugar and you like you have this cat and mouse game where they're both after the same thing and then the movie gets you know like 90 percent of the way through and one of them gets killed and the other one by some by a random third party and anton sugar gets wounded and walks away and vanishes from the movie and we're just left with tommy lee jones sheriff character and it it's kind of basically become a part like the the story is about Tommy Lee Jones and his care and what he's done in his life. It is the those two uh, the two other characters who we spend more time with are really just a vehicle to, to communicate that to us as the audience to make us feel like that sheriff character. And I feel like this book reminded me of that largely because we're following this detective as he reveals the story of Laura and Will Myers and Myers son or Rorschach, I guess. Um, but ultimately it is about him realizing that he realizes, Oh, I've been played this entire time. I, I am being used as a tool to try and hide the truth. And I'm going to uh, commit some murders and then watch a movie. And I don't think it's necessarily trying to mirror. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily trying to mirror real life radicalization or what a real life. I think it's more trying to communicate in broader terms the ambiguity of knowledge, mm. um, and using radicalization as a path to that. I think. I think again. I kind of like that. I have to puzzle this together, and I would read this again to try and get more out of it. Because I think it doesn't definitely merits another reading. Um, but you don't think that it's a little irresponsible, given the things that we've seen in recent years and the radicalization uh, that has, you know, led to people having like open white nationalist rallies and running people over in the streets and stuff. You think, given all of that and the energy that was behind that. And those movements, which are still exists, but people are a little bit more aware of them now. But a lot of normies have gone back to sleep on it, obviously. Um, someone to publish by a major literature publisher something that is pretty divorced from reality. Someone that feels like he should know better. I don't know. I don't think so, Eric. I did not, I did not react with any kind of... Maybe if I read... Again... I need to reread it. Mm-hmm. And if I have that in mind, maybe it'll change my opinion. Uh, I, 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 
I didn't think of I it. Can't. I did not think of it at one time during this entire time I was reading the book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about radicalization a lot as a thing that I have been personally very interested in uh, for decades now. Uh, I mean, hell, starting with fucking 9-11, really, and ha- like the kinds of people that can be radicalized and the ways that people do it. Um, a great primer is uh, Innuendo Studios on YouTube. Um, he makes really excellent, very well-researched videos on online uh, radicalization. Um, and this is, the, the, I don't know, this goes like 30% of the way there and then is its own made-up thing. I don't know. Like, I, I definitely enjoy the story here, but as someone who... As someone, I like I, what I don't want to be is I don't want to be like fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson going to Star Wars and being like, just, things don't go boom, boom in space. <laughs> but I do like I feel like it's pretty important that we talk about um, that we talk about these things because there are more painfully lonely men men in particular but increasingly people of all genders everyone is increasingly more lonely and alienated in the world mm-hmm. and it is it, it, as as this gets worse uh radicalization is going to continue it will create more violent people more angry people more all kinds of everything um i think it is unfair to try and put the onus on this comic uh, to, I don't think the comic misrepresents the general I, urge of like the, both these characters that are the terrorists are lonely, isolated, sad people that mm-hmm. have terror. Especially poor Laura. Will Myerson's an old man and certainly he's mm-hmm. had some challenges, but poor Laura, her dad, She'd been abused her, her whole life for sure. Dad, oh my god, I well, was so I. Let's I... come back to that. Let's come back to that in a second. I want to rebut what you said, and then I will. Then, then I want to hear your thoughts on Laura. Um, I think if a person who literally like fought insurgents and like literally had this background, literally dealed dealt with radicals for years, like literally should be an expert in this stuff. I think if anyone's going to get it right, if anyone has the onus on them to get it right. Um. Yeah, I do think it's Tom King. I do. I do think he should do it correctly. Um, I do think it's a little irresponsible, and I do think that it's playing fast and loose with it because it is his politics and his point of view, and I think he's wrong on it. Um, but you know, does it really hurt the narrative tremendously? Not really. It's a good tidy book. Uh, it just happens to be I think this is an aspect that does not agree with the facts and that's okay anyway please tell me about your thoughts on laura (laughs) well it's very difficult for me to come back to that eric um um, well just 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 think about what an asshole her dad is i mean her dad was quite 
I don't even assholes. Murdered, murdered the mom because yes. she had the squid brain. Yeah, I and I think that's I think that that character in particular is also another of that. I think it is this. Uh, you mentioned nine eleven. This book also. This book feels like it's about it. If I was going to say like it's not really. I think this is about radicalization, but it is about radicalization post nine eleven more than it is radicalization like now, um, because it feels like. 9-11 broke people's brains yeah in a lot of ways and it yeah, made it, us it made the whole country sick yes and for i years for probably 10 years at least and it feels like and i think this you mentioned we you know it's now impossible to separate tom king from the fact he was in the iraq war and was worked for the cia and all that stuff mm-hmm. but i feel like and he tweeted out about uh us pulling out of afghanistan and how he how sad he was about every all of it you know um yeah. every every part of it's bad it's 100 percent bad yeah and i he didn't try there's and, not a part of it that's good no he didn't try and sugarcoat anything but he also didn't try he didn't write a t- ten thousand words about it he just said this is all terribly sad and it makes me very upset that i tried we tried i i you know i believe when he says i try to go in there with the best of intentions we i wanted to mm-hmm. help people and we didn't do that and it makes me sad um but I feel like a lot of his books, we come back to this a lot of times when we discuss his work, is it centered in that experience and about war and like vision is about that. Vision is about coming back from war uh, mm-hmm. in a weird way. Um, and I don't know that I feel like that Batman was the weird departure for him where it's like there's no trace of that in as Batman at all. But this book feels like not... It doesn't even set. It doesn't feel like it's set in the politics of today. It feels like it is set in the politics of 2002, where this. Well, I guess it does take place in 2021, 20 years after the squid, which would be 20, you know, 9/11. So there you go. Um, but it feels like oh, the 9/11 broke people's brains, and now the squid broke people's brains, mm-hmm. and now there are after effects. Was Watchmen set in 2001? No. Uh, what year was it set in? I think it was 1985, I want to say. but that's, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought it was set in the fucking 80s. Yes, exactly. It was. But, I mean, I think that's their... Again, this book is the the chron- chron- chronally? Is that a word? Chronally. Chronally? Chronologically? No, I don't want to say chronologically. I want a different word than that. I want to say... Oh, okay. In- <laughs> chronologically, but with more steps. Yes. That is my way. <laughs> just keep just keep going around them time zones brother you'll create extra days i wrestled 400 days in a year brother um traveling back between back and forth through japan i created extra time what an idiot <laughs> what an idiot um because there's no internet in this and you know like there's it's weird technology and everyone's dressed different like you like it's a time a period piece but it's set in the modern day but i don't know there's that is muddled as well i think i again i need to reread this um but i think it's also like it is not just about radicalization of people it's like radical like the, the like there's weird things in this that like the fact that pirate comics and pirate stories are the most popular form of media and and they're the MCU of this alternate reality, right? That 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 this Ditko analog, this comics book creator, or this artist, got famous for creating 
a pirate comic and now pirate movies have taken over and he wanted to make real important work and he never did or at least no one no one read it except for wackadoos um which that that one bit in here where we get we read his what the unthinker mm-hmm. i need to look at that again i'm not sure if it was in it like i don't know it hey, the guy was a lizard right i don't know <laughs> I have no idea. I believe he was a lizard. The unthinker was a lizard. But is this is this part of it? He's drawing a comic panel. I think it might have been an issue or two before this. This is like number six. Yeah, it was relatively in the middle, I think. But it felt mm-hmm. it one. It definitely nailed the feeling you get when you read Mister A, uh, where you know it's just people screaming ideology at you as they punch each other. Yeah. Yeah. I and, did like how it mirrored him being beaten up by the the asshole neighbor. Yeah. Um I thought that was really fascinating. Um I like and that's a that's the stuff that I like I can have a good pretty good grasp on oh the detective ends up following ends up doing what these conspiracy theorists, terrorist assassins were going to do, but he did it for an entirely different reason. And he, and here, this is the other thing. This is the thing that I think that I thought about and revealed as I thought about it. And I don't know if this is intentional or not. Again, I need to reread it. And Eric, I don't know about you. When I encounter something that in, in, as soon as I finish it and I go, I need to read that again, I probably automatically going to say, I love it. Um, I at the very least it's a good piece of art. You might hate it. Um I I think there's been stuff that I needed to digest multiple times that I think is great art but I don't love it. Um or, I mean or I... or maybe I do in some way love it but it makes me feel terrible. <laughs> I think um, I love the fact that I have to read it twice to understand some things about it or get some of it. But I feel like I, it, because we see it, it, it's in that last issue. This is the stuff that really stuck with me. We, where he's having those conversations with the dead characters, with, with Will and, and Laura. And he's talking about, oh, you left this for me to find on purpose so that I would, re- that I would discover that this candidate was planning this plot in the first place and I would then do something about it. He's some kind of badger werewolf thing oh is that okay he's not a lizard i was remembering he's got a snout like a lizard kind of i was gonna say like uh lizard is kind of like a david ike dog whistle yeah uh well i'm glad they didn't do that um contrapoints did but she didn't mean it that way i don't know contrapoints is is a bizarre person I, I still really like their content. I was going to say that. So all this is happening at the end of this issue. And he's talking about, yo, yeah, you wanted me to do this. And you want me to do that. And you want me to do this. I don't think any of that's true. Say again. I don't think any of that is true. I think he's talking himself into this. I think. That, yeah. Yes. I think the detective ends up killing. And that that, that is that is true about radicalization. Um, and it is one of the reasons that it affects smart people is smart people are very good at convincing themselves of things. They form very good arguments and self-radicalize. So that 
as much is certainly true. So you walk yourself down that corridor. And I think that's, I think that there is a level of craft in that, in that (laughs) you're able to reveal, build a mystery. And I I think that I I also just appreciate that, that there is a Mm -hmm. high level of craft. This this is absolutely um, in terms of thoughtfulness and craftsmanship. Um, this is up there with, uh, the best of what he's done. It is well put together through composed. I mean, that's actually why I think I get rankled at his completely milquetoast politics. Um, I don't know. I do think that there's something about military men that they, uh, they do see a lot of ugliness and radicals in the world. I think they come off just sort of looking for some kind of enlightened centrism. So I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, I was not, I don't know what I was. I think there is a beauty in it to me that this book is called Rorschach and Mm -hmm. there's almost nothing to do with Rorschach. Rorschach is not central to it at all. And this, like, I feel like if you're going to make a Watchmen, if you're going to make a book and it's set in the Watchmen universe and it's going to be called Rorschach, that this is what you make. I think that is another thing I really appreciate about it. Well, it's much better than fucking Doomsday Clock. (laughs) (laughs) There's no panels of Superman in this. God. God. Um... I, I think that's the, the other part of it is that, I don't know. I, I need to reread Watchmen again, honestly. I think that's another part of it. I need to read Watchmen again. It's a good book. I haven't read Watchmen since we read it. Yeah. I need it's it's a It's a very good book. And I need to get, I, I need to read that and then I need to read this and see how I feel about it after. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch that television show again, though. I don't know if you'd like it or not. Mm-hmm. TV show. I don't think I don't think you would, but I don't know. You might like it. You're much more forgiving about certain things than I am. It is. Um... But also, the Watchmen TV show has a lot of stuff about police in it. Yeah, and Some, I've I've heard people call it copaganda. Yeah, um, which can make me grumpy. I do think. Um, I think at 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 least having listened to you. Uh, spit venom on the Simpsons show podcast. <laughs> I think I am a lot more tolerant of bland television than you are. Like it doesn't enrage me. I I think most television is about as as flavorful as a you know as unsalted mashed potatoes. Um, it is just a bowl of gray nothing that just sort of is the medium and if something comes off as whatever like all right well whatever well i didn't feel bad for a half an hour i kind of think that's its role i kind of think a lot of other media should not be that um but i think kind of television at its most averagest is that well that just makes me want to ask you a question eric well how how dare you ask me a question that is very tangential to this discussion but i'm going to ask it anyway do you mm. think that you put a higher do you have do you have higher expectations for a comic book than you do for a television show? I do not know that, and I think that's a fair question because it certainly sounds like 
that's what I'm saying. I don't set out to think that, you know, but like when there's a bad or bland episode of the Simpsons, I'm like, well, it's just bland. But I do think that it's just for some reason, for some reason, I get angrier when I read writing that's that's bad. I think it's because I have to put effort into reading. <laughs> I guess that's that you is know? true. Like like genuinely it's it can be difficult for me to read at times. Um I mean I I famously drugged myself <laughs> for this podcast to read motherfucking how to read Nancy. Uh-huh. Um uh I think it's the opposite for me. I can read like feels almost effortlessly but sitting down to watch television is a, sometimes a chore. I and I I get that. I don't know that I watch lots and lots of television. I watch a lot of YouTube now. That's my, that's my comfort. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I suppose that really is what it is. Like I do feel angry that I have to expend effort and energy, uh, in my, my limited, uh, bucket of, of brain power mm-hmm. that I have. You find out of spoons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's a slog to read something and for it to be fucking terrible. Um, so, yes, it enrages me where something is bad television. I can just be like, well, well that's a half hour. I got to sit here. Um, I mean, it's 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 rare that I will listen to critiques about a TV show and think, you know, well, that probably would make a tidier narrative or whatever but ultimately i just think oh it's bland and i want to not think about it ever again um that's fair and i don't i don't know why i guess the the reading reading something like this it gets much further in my head um i mean it does this i will say this this book is dense dense as hell and it requires a lot of work i think it still reads quickly i mean it's. I think it, was it not, is. A, this was not a struggle to read. No, but I think it is a compliment to the craft again, in that it mm-hmm. reads relatively easily, despite the fact it is relatively dense and has a significant amount of information, largely because of the the narratives happening in multiple. I would time call this periods. a pretty perfect uh, density. Yes, of a comic. I agree. Pretty perfect. It 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 communicates a lot of information, but it makes it feel like it's not as much as it is. Mm. Um, without it doesn't fe- you never feel like oh man there's a lot of words on this page which yeah. happens a lot i never feel that way i never go oh man there's too many words i go this is right i feel like i'm i'm getting the right ratio of of information to page while making it feel like i'm getting a lot without making it work mm. um apparently king is going to be working with fornes again in the future he says they're they're going to have another project lined up i guess at some point uh, I feel be. like he's found Mitch Mitch Gerard's part too. Yes, they're they're already Strange Adventures is 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 almost over. There's one more issue of that, and then they're going to do like a Secret Agent book. Him and M- Mitch Gerard's they're already that's already solicited. I forget the name of it. In the set in the DC universe, it's like a DC spy character, an old old one. I think it, the I think it was DC's answer to Nick Fury, sort of, mm-hmm. or James Bond sort of guy. Um, but I don't know what that will be. Was he in the spiral books that we read? He wrote Grayson. Yeah. He wrote Tom King wrote Grayson where he was working. Fuck, on... Did he? Yeah. 
I was going to say, is the character you're referring to? Oh, I don't know. Idea. He may be. But I was saying Tom King Mm. wrote those books, so he would. I had forgotten about that. All I remember is ass jokes. I mean, yes, he did write ass jokes about Dick Grayson, which is fair. I mean, it gives him some personality. He's like uh, Nightwing is like Sean Spears. He's got that butt. He's 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 looking he's looking for his uh he's looking for his uh his gimmick. He's looking I, for his chair pervert. I was gonna say that. I don't know. I don't mind. I don't think I have that feeling with Dick Grayson. I have that feeling more with uh with Tim. I feel like Tim doesn't have. That's fair too. Tim is like Tim's like oh he's the detective. I'm like that's not. No, they're all I, detectives. Every every I can, all I can of tell them. you nothing about Tim, but I I feel like there was a point where. I don't know. Nightwing was just kind of generic superhero, you know, in that maybe that 90s era. I mean, I guess he did always like. Wait a minute. What? Like the old Teen Titans run, Dick Grayson was in it, right? Yes, he was. Okay. I was going to say it wasn't. It wasn't. That's when. That's where Nightwing was kind of born, was in the old Teen Titans. I mean, it explains the, 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 the arm fringe. Mm hmm. The, the Hank Williams, Ozzy Osbourne arm fringe. It's a very good thing we're talking about. Arm, Nightwing's arm fringe in this discussion about Rorschach. That's where we're at. It's it's it's, it's in it's in DC Comics. <laughs> it, was, it was written by Tom King. This is all perfectly natural. It's okay? very. Uh, I would say that it is all like there is no super. There are no superheroes in this. There are no DC superheroes in this, which feels thank fucking god. Yeah, but like I'm not complaining about that, but it feels weird that they published this with like DC Black Label Rorschach, and th- but we just had a book where DC superheroes were all over it. You know, like I guess that didn't happen. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's because Tom King has some fucking sense. Or, or he just has enough sway. He may, he may, he may, he may both sides you on politics, but he'll fucking at least he knows that Doctor Manhattan doesn't need to fucking fight Superman. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, Doomsday Clock! Anti-fascists and fascists are equally bad. I don't think that's what this book is saying. I am I am purposefully exaggerating because it irritates me. Go hug a go hug a puppy. It'll make you feel better. So I'm gonna do. Where am I gonna? Where the fuck am I gonna get a puppy at nine o'clock at night? I mean, you could probably go adopt a dog right now. They would let you. What off the street? No, at an adoption place. They're fucking closed. You gotta mm. be kidding me. They're pretty desperate right now. Eh. There's there most of them are super overfilled at the moment. Um, especially, odd. especially no kill shelters. A lot of them are really struggling right now um, with overfilled because people returned the pets that they got during the pandemic. Mm. And it's kitten season and puppy season, so there's a lot of young animals as well. It's very sad. Um, but you could go. I'm just saying. There's you go. I'm not saying literally go hug a puppy. I'm saying you can. I will. I will. I will tell cream. you. I will tell you and the world about the heroics of a certain. Mr. Dorman, who is nursing a kitten back to life with his 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 raw will, <laughs> saving saving baby kittens. It's a very it's, it's I, beautiful. I'm a, here. I'm gonna put this on the record now. This is we're recording this September 27th, 2021. This kitten's gonna be ours, and whenever it's better, there's no way we're gonna give it up after we bring it back to life. There's and no you're, way. And you're and you're and you're gonna name it Lucky. 
We might. I don't know idea what we're going to name Lucky this cat. Lucky the cat. We're gonna, Kim's going to look at me like in a month and say, this is our kitten. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what's going to happen. Like, Hey, we, dude, I, I, that is the... That is an outcome I will root for. I mean, I'm, yeah, at this point, I'm fine with it. As long as the kitten's alive, I'm perfectly fine having a third cat again. Um, so that's, Rorschach. That is, the, that is the saga of Robbie the Kitten Saver. That's Rorschach, a comic book. I love Rorschach. I think it's great. Uh, I'm going to read it again at some point. I'll probably wait till it comes out in trade, and then I will buy that trade and read it and remember, and we'll look at it with... Uh, with another lens, I'd probably read Watchmen again so I can get an even more better perspective and see what the hell Tom King's doing. I'm really curious what Strange Strange Adventure seems like an even more direct war parable, so I'm curious to see what that reads like, from what I could tell from the outside looking in. Uh, anything else you want to add? We need a. I need. Speaking of that kitten, I need to get stuff ready for it very soon. Um, mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to this discussion, Eric? No, I think I have added a lot. Um, all, all everything I said was very smart and insightful. That's very true. You are uh, very you, you, and funny. You're a comedy genius. I am a comedy genius. Thank you. Finally, I get the recognition that I fucking deserve. Um, oh, what? Not again? God Almighty! I mean, it, it just keep... it just goes to show you that I get the recognition for my amazing talents. And the goddamn world starts ending. What is that noise keeps happening? There's I don't know. There's got to be some kind of crisis event coming. Okay, well, this is crazy. Eric, I haven't been looking behind me this entire time. Oh, shit. And I when I noise played, I glanced behind me and there was like a little blue rift ripping like through the world. Is that normal? Does that mean? Oh, that there's that means there's an orange one behind me. Shit. Oh, God. (laughs) So who has the portal gun? I don't know. It didn't look like it was not clean. Does that matter? It looked like a tear in our, mm. in our maybe our fabric. Not, yeah, it is. It does look. It's pretty small. Yeah, it was tiny. It looks like it, it looks like it'll take about three episodes to to open fully. Yeah, that's probably that. I I strange that you can strange that you can like you can pin it three episodes exactly. Well, I mean, I can't I can't learn the metric system, so I have to, you know. I, I, I judge things like it's about three episodes. It's about a uh, hundred washing machines, you know, it's <laughs> like a unit of measurement. Yeah. A yeah. Washing machine. Yeah. It's about a hundred washing machines. That's, wanna... that's, that's like, that's weight and, uh, you know, volumetric <laughs> as well. I was going to say, I wanted to get a new pickup truck. I think it weighs like 15 washing machines. It's a good, that's a good truck. Yeah. Hell yeah, America. I mean, is it, any, is it any worse than horsepower? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> uh, anyway, in, I hope certainly this crisis event doesn't happen exactly in three episodes. I think I'll continue to ignore that space-time event, the crisis. It's probably, it, it's probably safe to do that. It's probably fine. It's much like much like climate change. It probably won't get worse by the time we record another episode. Mm-hmm. That was our discussion about Rorschach. Next time... Guys weren't ready, weren't excited us about talking about current political events. Well, I have some bad news for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> next time we're going to be discussing Punisher, the Punisher epic collection called Circle of Blood. It collects the very first solo Punisher comics. Um, it is the 86 Punisher miniseries and then the first 10 issues of the 87 uh, ongoing Punisher book. Um. 
I specifically pitched this to Eric as I want to read that racist Punisher. So that's what we're going to be reading as mm-hmm. as uh, Punisher de- deals out street justice to brown people. Uh, probably for probably for bad reasons, um, but we're gonna look at that. Talk about the Punisher as a whole. We talked about him long ago, but I think things have happened in society since we read Punisher Max, and I think reading this version of the Punisher will will be interesting to talk about. This stuff I haven't it's, read since I was like twelve years old. It's probably been a very long time since we read about we read about Frank Castle's amazing disappearing rib just gone yeah it's just gone not 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 broken gone not broken gone so that's how humans work just lose a rib and you're fine you're just completely fine it's it's vaporized yeah you're okay you just get those artificial ribs put in Mm -hmm. but this is the origin of punisher we're going to learn all about him and uh about microchip and jigsaw and everything we're i don't i have no i really have no expectations of this but i am i'm excited to read it um that's next time uh that'll do it for us today we have the hands boys comics hour you can find us at handsboyscomicshour.com uh, links to everything we do there facebook twitter rss feed please leave the show good reviews on apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use whatever podcast service you use uh, dig into the menus, leave us five stars, subscribe, tell your friends. Those All those things help. We appreciate you. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. That is my name. My name is also my website. It's RobbieDorman.com. has links to all my other things online, my podcasts, and my many horror novels. Eight of them, to be, ex- be exact. My newest one is called Death Rattle. It is about a grizzled old Texas redneck defending his dying town from greedy capitalist vampires uh it's a great book you should go buy it it's on amazon uh, you can read it for free with kindle unlimited eric where can they find you and your things online well that is a great question you can see my portfolio at a little website called freewillunlimited.com and you can check out everything else i do at ericzgoodnight.com uh including links to all my various social media twitch instagram twitter uh where i'm known as easy good night and with that folks we will call it a day have a good one rock and roll